In this episode, I have an interview with the creator of a new adventure for Monster Island, and Loz drops in to give us a teaser for what will be available in 2021. Welcome to the Mithras Matters podcast, season one, episode 20. A bird in the hand is worthy of updates. Welcome to Mithras Matters, a podcast dedicated to the Mithras rule set and all its supplements. As always, I am your host, Inwills, and welcome to January and 2021. Happy New Year to each and every one of you. With the festivities for December coming to an end, those Christmas trees sort of look out of place if you still have yours up. I'm actually another year older, yes I had a birthday, and I think we are all looking forward to a better year in 2021. Time has been a little tight at the end of this month, so I'm experimenting with a new approach to the podcast. Well, that's what I'm claiming, but really time has been fleeting by, and after the celebrations have come to an end, the time available to edit the podcast has been somewhat limited. So I've gone for a more raw approach. I have edited the podcast, but let's just say there will probably be a little bit more erms and double, double words, which I normally take the time to edit out. Do let me know what you think. Remember, there is a specific place on the Tapper Talk forums, link in the description, where you can leave your comments about the podcast. I identify anything I get wrong. Oh boy, I definitely get things incorrect. Thanks, Matt, for your comment. And answer any questions I pose within the podcast. As a starting question, once you have listened to this whole podcast, what are you looking forward to the most from the vaults of Mithras in 2021? Just make sure you listen to Loz's updates before you go posting. So I realised that the last episode when I was joined by Mr Pickles and Longshanks EPG was very long. Although the content was fantastic, and thank you for all your positive comments about it, I'm going to be keeping an eye on the overall time of each episode in the future, so they don't become an epic like the last one. Because of this, and the fact that we haven't been playing much in December, there are no campaign updates this episode, but I will be returning to some element of the game next month, with a possible change in the title for this section. As always, if there's anything that you would like to be included in the podcast, then do add it to the discussion forum on the Design Mechanism Tapper Talk website. I'm looking forward to hearing your view and ideas. Oh, and I would really like to have the 
Ask the Rule Master section in the podcast, where we can post questions to a guru and they can provide the answers for us. Just need to find someone who is both a guru of the rules and would like to contribute to the podcast on a monthly basis. If that's you or you have any ideas, then please let me know. I always like it when I get the opportunity to talk to an author or creator of a new module or supplement for the game. In this interview, I was joined by John, who is the creator of a new module from the Monster Island setting. I have to say at this point that it is very difficult to talk about a module without giving too much away. However, there are several great teasers. So without any further ado, I'll let John introduce himself. Um, thank you, Inwills. Uh, my name's John, uh, otherwise known as Antalon, on the uh, on the various forums and on on the Discord. Uh, and I am the um, uh, author of A Bird in the Hand, uh, an adventure for Mithras, which should be out uh, January. I-, I am promised. Sometime this month, then that would be brilliant. Sometime this month. Brilliant. So. Well, are you um, a regular player of Mithras? Do you have groups going at the moment? Uh, I do. Um, I keep returning to Mithras. I do enjoy other systems, but it, 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 is, it is the gift that keeps giving. So I'm, uh, I'm coming back to it. I've got a group at the moment with a number of the people that, that uh, lurk about too on, on the Discord. And that's fun. And that too is set in Monster Island at the minute. But I've also run games in Thenla. Uh, the Thenla setting, which is uh, which is fun, and one one or two of my own uh, settings as well, to, to to various degrees of detail with those. It's uh, mostly kind of fantasy, a uh, little bit of I- historical tone to them. I haven't really yet tried the the sort of modern or, or, or the science fiction with Mithras, but uh, yeah, that's that's my my focus. Sword and sorcery often. Fantastic. I, I must say, we, we run um, White Death with our group, which is a fantastic module. And it really got our group into missile specials. You know, they had rifles then. Uh, you know, so that I would... Um, it's, a, it's a fun module to play. Do you mostly GM then, John? Is that uh, your... Uh, I do. I'm... Uh... I think I'm, I'm I'm probably a bit of a terrible player. Actually, I uh, I create really bad characters. I, I I like to go with the character. I never optimize my character in the slightest, and um, it's it's weird. I find it difficult on on the player side of of the table, and and I I think I just am more comfortable um, running the game. Which even though it obviously comes with a, a lot more work than we'd like. But there we go. That's part of the fun, I think. Yeah. The the only time I've ever played Mithras was when Loz was actually GMing. So it was <laughs> a bit off-putting. But, but he was very supportive. I, I I really enjoyed the experience. But, yeah, I, I, I feel I live my characters through the NPCs of the world rather than actually being a player. Yeah. Yeah, I think I put more thought into my NPCs and my own character from playing, definitely. Fantastic. So the is it a module? Is the bird in the hand a module? Is that what you would call it? Yes. So 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 bird in the hand is an adventure module, very specifically designed to be an adventure that you can run 
in the Monster Island campaign setting. And, and, and that was very much his origins, is I'd run uh, two or three uh, adventures for, for a couple of groups in, in Monster Island. And I was, I was always frustrated by the, uh, the, the, the lack of, of attention to Monster Island because it is a f- fabulous supplement. And it's just, it's, it's one I've, um, every time you pick it up, you will find something new in Monster Island that you hadn't seen before and that sparks uh, new ideas. So, so I was very much uh, wanting to see more content. And I think after a, a number of years of kind of going, you know, when are we going to see more content and badgering, badgering laws on, on, on the forums or, or whenever I could, I basically just decided, you know, I'm just going to maybe have to do something myself. If nobody else is going to do it, I'll do something. And uh, so Bird in the Hand kind of came together, really. But it was a it was pretty long process because I certainly, you know, it wasn't my uh, intention to go, right, I'll, I'll write a module for, for Monster Island. It was very much kind of, well, I've got all this material. Why don't I bring it together? And I think it was one of uh, one of Loz's emails uh, or posts that he puts out occasionally when, when they invite um, submission. And so I, I contacted them when actually, um, yeah, can I have a look at the submission guidelines? I, I might have something. And, uh, and, and we went from there. Fantastic. So is this the first publication that you've done? Uh, yes, yes, it, it definitely. I've, um, although I've been playing for a long time now uh, and, and, and different, different games and, and, and different iterations of, of Mithras and, and, and RuneQuest as, as it was before, um, I've never felt particularly keen to turn my, you know, my hobby into work. Um, and you have to balance that quite carefully, I think. And it's, 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 a, it's a lot of effort. People who, who put these, these books out, I mean, it's incredible, really, how much, uh, how much effort they put in, uh, which I obviously hungrily consume and then demand more. Uh, immediately uh, never mind the effort that people make um, so yeah my own small relatively small contribution uh, is is this this first mon- uh, module uh, a bird in the hand so maybe the first of many we, we'll look at it like that maybe <laughs> yes yes well you know the, the current one I'm running again is a Monster Island uh, uh, game and you know once you've gone through the process once you can start to actually think okay well actually maybe i could write this up a little bit more easily and understand a bit more what what would make it work for for a module so no 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 particular promises on that one but i've got some ideas brewing in the background i think so i i'm always it's always fantastic to meet writers you know especially especially off modules and i'm very intrigued by your title bird in the hand you know so so what what sort of like player or gm you know will what, what, who do you think it's written for well it is Monster Island, and uh, you know we, we, we can we can talk about how it might be adapted certainly, but but it starts with with, with the premise. It's it's about kind of a it, it's sword and sorcery, but it's also I think I was thinking about the motivations, and um, I can certainly tell by watching your uh, your, your your YouTube uh, um, actual plays. My players are no not nearly as obedient or or, or helpful, and uh, they will. They, they, they will be motivated by greed and power 
Um, occasionally, the odd, you know, the old altruistic uh, uh, part will slip in. So I think, hopefully, it, it will suit a, a group of, you know, if you're playing on Monster Island, desperate adventurers, vagabonds, and hopefully there's enough of a hook to, to, to get them interested, draw them in, and for whatever their motivation, they'll get drawn in, 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 into the story and, well, you know, that see what they make of it, essentially. Um, so I think that's, that's my, and I tend, my own style, I keep ending up running things in quite a pulp way. Uh, I, I do love a cliffhanger. Yeah, um, I love a cliffhanger. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's, that's, the, uh, that, that's the kind of, uh, of, of style. I was trying to capture that. The, uh, and and the, the element, when you look at Monster Island, you know, um, Clark Ashton Smith is, is one of the, the authors that was a strong influence, you know, one of the classic authors along with Lovecraft. Um, um, so, so, so that you, you can get that sense of, of, of the, the weird and the strange, but also the, the hidden threat Fantastic. It sounds it sounds perfect for me. I, I really do like it. I'm really interested in the title. Did it take you a long time to come up with the title? Um, it, it sort of fell in place from from, from a fairly early opening scene. And, and in fact, it, it, it started its life really as, as one line in a, a small table of of, of um, of a random, almost random events that I dropped into into an ongoing uh, game in 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 Port Grimsand on Monster Island, yeah. which um, one of the players just happened to pick up and 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 follow, and um, from that uh, the, the the title quickly quickly came came together. But um, I, I think I want to leave it for 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 those who are going to be playing or, or running the module to, to discover why it's a bird in the hand it, yeah exactly and i think that's a the wonderful hook about it you know I, I really am intrigued so you you mentioned that it's um set on monster island do players need to have that or gms need to have that supplement to play can it be adapted to anywhere else um so it was very much intended to be well. You could almost say a tribute to Monster Island. Certainly, something to really get people to 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 if they if they if they haven't bought it, go out and buy Monster Island. If you've got it, open it up and look at it again and start using it. Um, but all of these things can be uh, adapted. I mean, in essence, all you really need is is uh, a town, um, a, a wilderness, uh, a ruin, and and a a sort of uh, and outside people who 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 live apart from the town that's kind of the core elements so um it would it would be very easy to drop into into the thenla uh setting the, the shores of Corantia or, or tuscan empire uh, uh setting that that would be fun you could even think about maybe one of the one of the city modules like uh now now can i pronounce it correctly is it fiora cheetah yeah uh, Fiora Cheetah, yeah, the, 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 the relatively, you know, well, pretty, pretty new uh, uh, city uh, setting there. Um, mythic Constantinople, Mythic Rome. You've got the, you've got the urban centre and all you need is the, the wilderness uh, outside, um, uh, really. So, so, so those bits there, but it was very much intended to try and, and uh, help Games Masters really use Monster Island because it's, it, it, I think it can be a little bit of a, 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 a challenging setting. It's, it's, it's a great one. It, it gives an instruction kit almost about how to set up a, a new campaign world, 
change the, the magic system to really suit your setting. But um, it, it's a dangerous place. Uh, Loz did describe uh, a burden hand as uh, the body count is high in this one. <laughs> I, I might, I might make up if I play it um, uh, or GM it. I might make up some pre-gens that. <laughs> uh, generous of the luck points would be my advice. That's all. And just, just to let uh, people know that we, uh, I did had a. Uh, an interview with Alex Green back, right the way back in um, July 2019, episode three was called Politics and Poison Rings, which was all about Fiora Cheetah. So that, that was a fantastic. And I think that is actually available now. I, yeah, so, so that was absolutely brilliant. So you started to talk a little bit about it then, but why do you like Monster Island so much? Um, it's, well, as a supplement, um, it, it is a great resource. I mean, it, it, in principle, I think the, 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 the simple way of looking at it is you say it, it's a monster manual, but it's so much more than that because it provides a template for thinking around, um, how to, how to develop magic, uh, uh for a setting uh, of your own how to change cultures to, to, to really to suit your own uh, as well. And I think the, the thing I found is that it oozes adventure. Uh, you, you know, it, it's, 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 you want to get people involved. And, and I so say, if you like that kind of sword and sorcery, pulp heroics, uh, it's, it's there for the taking. So, you know, bang, off, off you go. Um, that's, I think that's my core the, the, the core thing I love love about that that supplement. Yeah, and I, I I although we haven't played in it, I've read the supplement, and I just think it's full of possibilities. I I found that when I'm reading it, or you know, engaging with the the tribes or the different uh, cultures of people, I'm constantly thinking of it generates. It seems to naturally generate adventure opportunity when i'm reading it and i absolutely i thought i think oh i could do that oh i could do that and then, then that's it so yeah so i i totally agree I, i'm not too sure whether or not we've had anybody talk about monster island on the actual podcast but if not i i will definitely um get somebody uh along to sort of like um talk yeah yeah and i i think maybe the other thing is that um, it, it really does allow the games master to make the place their own because it's just got the right level of detail. It, it gives you enough to get you going, but it doesn't constrain you. you you're not, you're not having to, to, to really, uh, uh fit yourself into a, a detailed history. Um, and you can change it. And it, it really is on the cusp of, of going in any direction you, you'd like. And I think in particular, I really enjoyed reading on, on, on the forums. I think someone was using M-Space and Monster Island, um, which I thought was, was a great idea. Um, I've run um, the, 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 the cast and crew of the King Kong, the original 1933 movie, the original King Kong movie, crashing on monster island and having Fantastic. to survive that was fun yeah. <laughs> uh, definitely going from king kong to monster island that that worked a treat so that's the other thing i, I love about it and and i think in in worlds united in in the supplement for mithras there's a very explicit link there about really how you could drop the two together to go from sort of 1950s sort of rocket age adventure 
boom into Monster Island. So it's it's so flexible that you can run all sorts of different genres with it. It, it can almost fit in, in into any uh, as a support material for, for anyone. Yeah, else. and I, and I think Lawrence is always saying, you know that. The, one of the great things about Mithras is that you can make it your own and you can you can combine supplements and really sort of like develop your own style with Mithras and it has that wonderful flexibility that it can do. What what sort of what do you look for in an adventure then as a, either GM or maybe a player in some time? Um, yeah, well, I think, you know, adventure, I love the adventure modules. They, they brought a, a series out for, for, for Mithras a little while ago. Uh, Cocoon Shrugs, I think was one of them. Um, a, a, a few others and they're great resources, but I think, um, what I want out of an adventure, I think is usually, I want some new stuff. I want something different. I don't want just the stuff out, out, out of the book, at least, you know, one or two new monsters, uh, some interesting items, maybe some NPCs, but also locations. Um, uh, I, I rarely run an adventure as is because, you know, you need to fit them in your own campaign. They need to fit for that. And so often you end up chopping and changing bits and pieces. And if you can do that, I, th I think it works well. So if you can take, take sections out and drop them in how you want or connect them up with, with other things, that's great. But also getting some new value. Um, Certainly in, in A Bird in the Hand, I've put in, uh, well, at least one additional creature, possibly two, certainly one. I mean, Monster Island, do you, do you need more? Well, yeah, I think so. Um, a few magic items. I mean, magic items are, are, are interesting in, in Mithras and Monster Island has, has a way of, of dealing with them. But of course, it's sword and sorcery. You know, you just don't go poking about at magic items without thinking that there might be some comeback at some point. And... Um, I also included as the uh, as an annex a set of hex crawl rules so that you can do jungle exploration in a, a sort of structured way and and really you know traveling from you know a to b is is not a simple and straightforward matter in in, in monster island you know cutting your way through the jungle needs to be exciting and challenging and so hopefully the hex crawl rules will suit some people in in, in terms of structuring that uh, making a making a little bit more I've, I've tried to connect it back to the various encounter tables and things in in the monster island supplement again trying to get more value out of the monster island supplement when you use the I, I love that idea of these hex crawl rules i think that's really and i once i get the book i think it'll be interesting to see how it's done and then almost like use it to replicate my own hex crawl um, rules for other yeah. environments, which would be uh, fantastic. We we were talking before we started recording about all the um, supplements that are available for Mithras. Um, do, do you have a favourite apart from Monster Island, or is that your favourite? Um, you know, there, there, there's so many now uh, that it's it's there, there's a huge number. I mean, I, I do really like the the mythic britain uh setting and i've, I've run a couple of, of of those scenarios at um at conventions actually that they worked quite quite well just because you've got those you can introduce you know here, here is bedouir the you know it's classic characters you can introduce those and, and and you know a lot of people will 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 understand those i've also used the um shores of Carantia and the tuscan empire setting for for, for thenla uh, a lot um that's just a good um, 
blend of, of, of kind of the, the classical world, but in, in a quite an open way, really. It's very easy then to, 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 to use it how you want. Um, I, I, was, I was pleased uh, that um, uh, certainly by the time people uh, listen to this, I hope to have my copy of Percy Forrest in my, in my fingers, which is, is, is a new Mark Shirley uh, uh, supplement. Uh, you know knights and and, and chivalry um so it's de certainly getting to, to the point where you know I, I look out as well now for for who's doing some of these i think mark shirley is probably one of my uh uh go-to uh, uh authors he did the the, the uh, waterlands supplement for from on for, for mythic britain and uh, i i referred to that a lot when i was writing a bird in the hand because I think it gives a lovely example of really how to structure a useful and interesting module that, that really helps the games master you know, get the most from, uh, from the setting. And Wetlands was actually in the second episode of podcast. Uh, it was titled Tread Carefully in the Mire. Yeah, no, yeah. No, that was um bill i forget who else was with him but they they did as a review but yeah that wetlands that we did a review of that back in episode two so was well, so what what about the future is there anything you're really looking forward to getting your hands on that's coming out from mithras or what would be your dream product that you would really like well, there's so much coming now. Uh, it's it's almost a challenge to, to know what what to get. But the certainly um, very interested in Mythic Babylon. Yeah, that looks really lovely. Um, and it's not like I'm short of settings or, or, or you know have so much time to run games. But I you know I just want want that one. Um, Mythic Polynesia. I think also there's going to be quite a link in that to Monster Island uh, uh, again. So, so even more uh, goodness uh, with that one. Um, I think I'm probably not alone in terms of, of, of the, the kind of dream product. And uh, I'm sure Loz has heard this plenty of times already, but you know, the collector's uh, box set for Monster Island, <laughs> deluxe with the additional companion, more locations, more yeah. monsters, uh, cults and brotherhoods, uh, a beautiful map, um, you know, <laughs> that, that, that's, that's definitely the dream product. Um, you know, a, a classic box set, like, like in the old days. Yeah, like I've, I've got some of the box sets behind me here, but um, yeah, I'll, do you know, I would love anything like that. I love maps, but I would, I have to also say, because I play all my games online, you know, I, I really, I don't know if you've done the combat modules, um, taking cover and breaking the habit, but they actually are set up for roll 20. There's actual, um, characters and maps. And, you know, I would love myth, um, monster Island expansion to have electronic, um, resources as well um back in uh, this sounds like i'm just advertising the podcast all the time but back in episode four by the mithras of babylon i chatted to paul and chris about um babylon which was absolutely fantastic and <clears throat> i must admit every single interview i have for the podcast i'm constantly thinking wow I can't wait for that to come out. I can't wait for that. I, I just don't have the time to play them all at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that is the challenge. Uh, I'm not short of uh, 
I'm not sure the game's run, but the other thing, of course, with with Mithras, as as you've said, is is that the actual core rules have got so many options to really help create your own setting, and and certainly, um, I think I, I, I'm in the, currently in the middle of trying to think what do I want to run as a longer term campaign. Um, you know, there's lots of options with with Monster Island, um, but I'm 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 sort of maybe thinking maybe the Leoness setting. Um, very, you know, uh, uh, you, you know, you've got the classic tropes in there, which, which I think, as people have pointed out, you know, when you're playing Dungeons and Dragons, you know, hardwired into that is is a lot of lot of Jack Vance. So, you know, what, why play that and just go straight to the course, uh, the, the the source material with with Leoness. So that's that's very tempting um, as well to 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 develop something there, but using. Um, you know, creating my own uh, material for it because that—that's what this, I think, this hobby is about. Is is, is about the creativity yeah. as much as anything. And I, I have you played? We were talking about M Space when you were saying about linking it to Monster Island. Have you played any of the supplements like M Space or After the Vampire Wars or Luther Arkwright? Have you played any of those? Um, I, I've got them, and I keep wanting to play them, and and, and I keep and and. Uh, uh, Partly, uh, uh, I'm slightly intimidated by the firearm rules. I must admit, uh, you know, get, get, getting your, your your head around those. Um, um, the playing about with Luther Arkwright just just the other day because I was actually thinking about, of course, the old um, Elric uh, supplements, which were available for you know a long time for different incarnations of of, of the sort of D hundred basic role play system and Luther Arkwright you know re- really fits in, in into that into that genre I, I I really um want to but I keep falling back into into fantasy and I think the um but I think also what what, what I'm looking for in my next my next game is uh, is is maybe to move away a little bit from the sort of pulp and sword and sorcery which I, which I say I do love um and it's something a little bit more with, with a little bit more character um development a bit more a, a bit more challenging social choices and uh, consequences um which I've, I've certainly run run those in the past and of course the passions system uh in in Mithras is is a great way of really drawing uh players in and and at the moment certainly one of the players in in my uh my current monster island game d- does have i think it's i think his passion is um is uh uh, love mayhem, <laughs> um, which, as you can imagine, yeah. uh, he exploits regularly to augment skills. But of course, you know what goes around comes around. So I will occasionally require him to make a uh, just test against your, your your love mayhem check. And if you fail that, or you succeed that, and you fail your willpower, you you find you just can't hold yourself back. You you're throwing yourself into the midst of things and. And it's uh, it's great. I mean, I, I, I uh, having players who are really enjoying having passions and and happy to to to, to let their their characters be passionate yes. and be, be driven by those things is, is really great. And, and I think the the passion system is something that's really powerful in Mithras. And if you've watched any of our 
Well, the the recent one that's happened, our recent actual play video, um, you I don't know if you've seen them, but Cyrus is uh, a Red Order mage who are known to be fiery. And he, he's been rubbing a lot of people up the wrong way. And I really like consequences. I think in my campaign world or the campaign world, it's very much every action has a consequence, you know, and that could either be positive or negative. And I, I really like developing almost like subplots for characters that they're sort of like developing separately to, to the main storyline. I'm definitely a narrative um, person, uh, no matter what. So, so we're obviously really looking forward to Bird in the Hand coming out. Um, sum it up in just one brief or a couple of sentences. What's in store for us? I think you say that it's a, uh, a sword and sorcery epic of dangerous jungle exploration, winding your way through ancient alien ruins and yet driven by the strange uh, passions and, and interests and, and potentially greed uh, of the different protagonists because uh, for every bird in the hand maybe uh, <laughs> it's worth more than two in the bush perhaps but uh, certainly uh, it's not going to be a straightforward uh, exploration for, for the adventurers. They're going to have to juggle a number of hazards and a number of, let's say, competing interests, as they aren't the only ones who are interested in a bird in the hand. That is absolutely fantastic. I am so looking forward to it. And uh, you said it would be out in January, hopefully. Fingers crossed. January, yes. Uh, I'm sure uh, that Loz will get it out. Available from all the usual places that Design Mechanism make, make, make it available. Um, and hopefully in due course from, from Aeon Games for, for those on, in, on, on the Europe. Uh, That'd be fantastic. That'd be great. Well, thanks so much for joining me um, today on Mythras Matters. I hope you have enjoyed the experience. Thank you very much, Inwills, for having me on and for the chance to talk about a bird in the hand. And uh, we'll see. You know, I'm not promising any more, but but, you know, if we see another one come out, then I'd, I'd love to come on again. Thank you, John. I'm really looking forward to reading and probably GMing this new module. If you are interested in Monster Island, then we have had an excellent review of this supplement in episodes 12 and 13 of the podcast. It was so epic. There was enough content for two episodes. Definitely worth checking out. Remember, if you would like to contribute to the podcast, then why not drop me an email or message and let me know what you would like to cover. I'm always looking for reviews or interviews with people. So if you're interested, you can email me at inwills at gmail.com or send me a message on the various forums I frequent. Also, if you are interested, then remember you can watch me and my other content on my YouTube channel, where I explain various aspects of the game, post actual play videos, and talk about GMing in my series, The Gibbering GM. 
Likes, subs and comments are always gratefully received and I will always try to reply to all comments that you post. With the new year starting, it is a great time to get excited for the year and what's in store. For, so I asked Loz to let us know what we can look forward to in 2021. Take it away, Loz. Happy New Year to all the Mithras Matters listeners out there. It's Lawrence here at The Design Mechanism. And I just wanted to take a few minutes to run through a few of the things that we've got lined up for you during 2021. Um, some of these titles are almost ready for production. Others are going to be coming up. And I'll give you an idea of some of the rough publication dates that uh, we have outlined for these. Um, nothing set in stone, of course. Everything's subject to change, but uh, it's a general idea of uh, the planning process that we've got for when these titles will be available. So we'll kick off with A Bird in the Hand, which is a scenario book for Monster Island, written by John Holmes, and was featured in Mithras Matters just last month. This should be ready uh, later in January. We are proofing it now. It will be 56 pages. And it's a combination of course scenario and some ideas for hex crawl adventuring that will help any GMs and players that uh, want to take a sandbox approach to using the Monster Island supplement. It's a great adventure, very hazardous, uh, very evocative, makes a great use of um, certain monsters and races of Monster Island. And I'm very much looking forward to seeing how this one is uh, received. So, also in January, we will be releasing Casting the Runes, which is our gumshoe investigative game based on the works of M.R. James, one of Britain's foremost, if not the foremost, ghost story writers. Um, James wrote in the Edwardian period at the start of the 20th century, and the game reflects that mood. It's our first foray into a system outside of Mithras. So we're very much looking forward to having a new game system as part of the design mechanisms portfolio. It was kickstarted last year. The Kickstarter kind of wrapped up around October time and backers have been receiving their copies over the past couple of months. Now that that's through, we're going to be putting Casting the Runes on general sale. And that should be um, probably around the, uh, the early part of January to the middle of January. Um, we will have full offset copies available for sale in two different types. The standard edition has a full colour wraparound cover and the deluxe edition comes in a lovely green British Library leatherette with high quality paper and ribbon bookmarks inside. Um, Gumshoe is a very different kind of system to the one that we normally produce. It's there to handle investigative scenarios. It places a lot of emphasis on the success of finding the clues. Success is automatic. It's virtually guaranteed. It's more a question of when, how, and at what pace those clues are found. So keep an eye out for Casting the Runes. That will be going on sale, um, as I say, in a few weeks' time. Around April or May, we are looking forward to releasing another classic fantasy scenario. This one is called The Temple of Set. 
and it's written by Darwin Martin and our own Rodney Leary. Uh, as the name suggests, it's based in a quasi-Egyptian setting, uh, so you are exploring a, an Egyptian-style tomb with all the kinds of tropes and creatures that you can probably associate with that kind of setting. Uh, it's kind of reminiscent of the old um, basic and expert uh Lost Temple of the Desert, I think it was called, that was released uh, back in the 1980s, late 1980s. So we're looking forward to that one coming out around April or May. That will be about 56 pages or so in uh, total length, and uh, we'll have more on that as we get a bit nearer to its release date. So one of our big releases, which should be around May or June time, will be Mythic Babylon. We've already showcased some of the artwork on Facebook and the TDM forums in our newsletter. And the main book should be ready for around May or June, all being well. We're still working on the layout. Um, following that, there will be a proofreading process and uh, various production things that we need to do with it. So we're not going to rush to get the book released. It's obviously going to be quite a big tome. We're looking at about 300 pages for this, but it will be a real a real showstopper of a book. The artwork is gorgeous, um, done by James Turpin, a, a young British artist. And he's done a fantastic job in bringing to life the incredible detail and imagery that Chris Gilmore and Paul Michener have managed to create in putting Mythic Babylon together. This, I think, is going to be one of the definitive books on the whole Mesopotamian period for any role-playing game, not just for Mithras. And it will be a wonderful resource. Really looking forward to that coming out around May or June. Following that, around August or September, we've got some more Mythic range releases. Curse of Triton is a new scenario for Mythic Constantinople, written by Burnt Hillsland. Um, again, about 50 or 60 pages. And this one has a nautical theme. Um, it delves into some of the myths of the Amazons, and it has an investigative and quite magical quest that's set in and around Constantinople and then moves outside of the confines of the city. I can't say too much or it will give a little bit too much away, but it's a lovely evocative scenario, perfect to support the myth in Constantinople setting and looking forward to seeing that one. Around September or October, we will also have the third of Dan True's really popular combat module series. This one is called Brace Yourself and it deals primarily with how to use monsters in combat. Um, one of the things that people often find a challenge is the way that creatures and monsters fight differently than humans. We do provide some guidance in the Core Mithras rules, but this combat training module is going to focus specifically on the different special effects, creatures especially quadrupeds can use in battle, the different traits that they have and some of the techniques that can be employed to make fights different when you are using non-human combatants. Looking forward to seeing that. Uh, October and November will bring us, hopefully, Destined, which is another of our keystone releases for 2021. Uh, Destined is our superhero game. It's already been covered in Mithras Matters, and I dare say that it will be covered again before we release the, the game. Um, it's a full standalone book. You won't need the Mithras core rules to play this. All the rules for playing superheroes based on Mithras will be in one place. 
written by Mike Larrymore and Brian Pivick. Um, it's going to be a great book. I'm really looking forward to, to this. The rules are great. It's a superb scaling system that Mike has put together for taking superheroes from the street level up to the almost god levels of Thor, um, some of the, the more over-the-top Marvel superheroes, Superman and so forth. Uh, otherwise, it's a good crunchy game system. Uh, perfect for the four-colour superheroes and the more gritty side of superheroes that we've seen in more recent comic books like the, the Dark Knight series and recently in uh, some of the films. And to round out the year, we will have another release for Casting the Runes. Uh, this has the working title of The Ingham Mysteries, and it's been put together by Christian Jensen Romer, who's an expert on the supernatural, and he's very familiar with the area where M.R. James grew up in Suffolk, in, uh, in the, uh, the south east of England. Um, the Ingham Mysteries centre on the titular town, Ingham, and it's a series of five connected scenarios with different kinds of investigation and supernatural occurrences as a running theme throughout. So the scenarios can either be played as one-offs or a whole campaign can be put together. And there'll be more on the Ingham Mysteries as we, uh, we get the book ready for publication throughout the year. A few other things that we do have still in the works are Mythic Polynesia, which is another mythics book from Mark Shirley. Um, Gwynard, also from Mark Shirley, which is a supplement for Mythic Britain. He's been very busy as Mark. And we also hope to have more news on the Unearthed Companion for Classic Fantasy, which Rod continues to work on and refine. This may see release during 2021. Much will depend on the amount of work that still needs to be done. Um, and we'll keep you posted on the progress. I know there's a lot of interest and has been for quite some time ever since we released Classic Fantasy. Um, so bear with us. That book will be on its way, as will Mythic Greece. We're still working on it. Pete is working very hard to try and get it into what he calls a gameable state from his various notes and manuscripts that he's put together and it will be well worth the wait for everyone. So that's kind of a rundown on what you can look forward to um, over the next 12 months or so from the design mechanism. Stuff for Gumshoe, lots of stuff for Mithras and we hope that you're excited about this as we are. Um, it just remains for me to say stay safe Stay healthy, stay sane, and I hope that your Mithras matters. And that's it. Another episode of Mithras Matters completed. Can I just say, as we start a new year, how much I appreciate all the support you give me for the content I produce. I really do appreciate each and every one of you and the time you take to post, listen and comment and like. I have met and interviewed so many great content creators that I do feel honored that they have shared and provided me and us with an insight into their creative processes and their wonderful products. I really enjoy producing the podcast and other content and your continued support brings a smile to my face every month. Yeah, so a huge thank you. I'm looking forward to another 20 episodes of Mithras Matters. So 
Until next time, have a great month of gaming and I will chat again to you all in February. Until then, I hope that all your opposed roles succeed and provide you with a well-deserved special. Thanks for listening. See ya. Bye. this podcast is covered by the Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 license. So please give appropriate credit if you are sharing or copying any part of this podcast. Thank you.